Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 230. It's going up for our patrons Monday, April 24th. Everyone else, Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. It's me. It's you. It's Steve. What's up, Steve? It's my friend, Steve. Yo. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you want to help the Steves do this, patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. Discord perks, two day early access to the show, including interviews. Uh, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like the re- recently, I almost said released, had, held, EGLX, <laughs> uh, and shoutouts at the end of every episode of the credit patron tier or higher. Steve, uh, I got interviews. I got interviews. I keep saying this. I've been saying this. People are waiting for me to produce the interviews, uh, but Achimo is in the feed. Yep. Uh, I'm doing World of Antera, and I'm going to say it and publish it so that people have to hold me accountable. Tuesday, April 25th for patrons. Thursday, April 27th for everyone else. World of Antera interview with 81 Monkeys. And then, uh, wait, maybe I should do Hockey Heroes first. When does the playoffs start? Because I talked to him about the Leafs a bit. It's already started. Fuck. When the, um, Probably like two or three games into each series now. Damn it. All right. I'm going to do that one first. Tuesday, April 25th, Hockey Heroes, Treewood Studios, as it becomes increasingly less relevant the longer I take to do it. And then next week, World of Interra. And that's because, Steve, I'm moving this week. I'm going to just schedule these interviews, publish publish them as I'm as I'm on the road, and then we'll regroup for a for recording, I don't know, maybe May 7th or something. But, cool. yeah, this is the last ever recorded and produced in Halifax, episode of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. The end of an era, some might say. The last episode that spans different time zones. True, which is so... I'm so excited to be back in the real time zone where Hells real yeah. people... How's yeah, the, buddy? The, the real work gets done. None of that fake-ass Atlantic time shit. Atlantic time. <laughs> yeah. You know what else touches the Atlantic Ocean? New York. And you know what they use? Eastern, idiots. Uh, anyway, Steve, I also want to plug for the folks listening a little a little project that's been percolating it's been on it's been it's been the slow cook you know it's less of a cook and more of a barrel aged idea in the term of how much time we've said we want to do this without actually (laughs) doing anything about it and i'm still not doing anything about it (laughs) it's still just me but we want to do uh, a sort of name not final canadian games direct 2023 Maybe revolving around a certain upcoming Canadian holiday, which I'm not going to say just because it's funny because everyone knows what it is. And I've put out feelers. I put out a little Google form that, you know, and it still amazes me whenever like cool stuff happens to the site, like interviewing the Tunic guys before they went to BAFTA or interviewing one of my favorite composers, Kid Koala. But a bunch of studios I really like filled out that form about games I'm really excited about. And one of the questions I asked was, hey, is there anything you would like exclusively reveal that I could like world premiere in this direct? And there are. And there's cool things that people for some reason, God bless them are interested in announcing with us. So I really want to make this happen. It'll be a huge undertaking. I'm thinking maybe 20 minutes. Maybe if we get a huge deluge, 30 minutes. But that's a lot of my life. It took so long to do that Game Slice video two years ago, Steve. That was like an hour. Oh, yeah. I was doing that every night till 4 a.m. for a couple of days. And I don't want to do that again. So I don't know. That's that's. I'm just throwing that out there because, you know, the more things I say into this mic and publish, of course, the more things I feel like I have to do because I yeah, tell someone I'm going to do them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get it. You get it. I, I still have to do our taxes, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now you put that in the microphone. The IRS can hear that. Well, <laughs> whatever ours is. CRA. CRA. There mm. you go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, Trudeau, Trudeau a big fan of the podcast, so he's. I hope so. JT, I watched you play Fortnite. JT, I know you haven't played. A, that man's never played a game in his life. <laughs> he played Fortnite. Yeah, on, well, everyone did. There was that like AOC did it, and then yeah. everyone. Jake Jugmead had to the you know everyone had to. I thought she played um, Among Us. Oh, maybe that was it. Mm. I mean, Among Among Us is in Fortnite now, so you can still just say Fortnite and it counts. Among Us is also just, in Fall Guys too, so it's just like it's kind yeah, of but that they got paid for that. They did not get paid to have their entire game lifted. Oh, you mean the <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah? But did anyway. Among Us make up that game? They didn't make up that game, did they? No, no, no. But like at the height of Among Us popularity, they put out a mode in Fortnite called the Imposter Mode, where there's five people and one of them's actually trying to kill everyone, and you're <laughs> trying to do tasks, and it was yeah. kind of like. Yeah, you guys are pretty I shameless. I don't think I have a problem with that because it's it's different. It's like in the it it's like the same thing but with a twist. Mm-hmm. And as someone who is pro abolishing copyright, that is sort of the utopic future we could have where ideas bleed over. But we don't live in that future. We live in the one where Epic could steal it and then copyright it and then sue Intersloth into the ground or something, which happens repeatedly. And it's a industry where you shouldn't have any good ideas because the people who make money off it will ruin your life and all your future. But did they did they do that? No, I'm just saying yeah, well, that then, happens. Then you're just, so you're just talking shit. I am talking shit. All right, I love talking shit. Tim Sweeney, Tim Sweeney came out on the wrong side of the Twitter thing this week. We're now we're getting into way too inside baseball, but I love how the whole Twitter uh, like um, verification badge thing this week went down. And then Tim Sweeney came out on the side of the like, it, if you're saying paying for Twitter Blue is dumb, then you were one of the nerds in high or one of the like jocks in high school who made fun of the nerds and like ostracized people like. Tim, shut up. You own a billion-dollar company that just prints money. Why do you care about Twitter Blue? To get your Popeyes, go out into your hundreds of acres of California redwoods you're buying up, and shut up and chill, you know? H- hashtag Steve, what did we say last episode? Going, trying to go to the forest, not not, not back into the city like Tim is posting on his dang phone. All I have day. no idea what you're talking about. What's the Twitter Blue thing? I've been ignoring Twitter the whole time, basically. That's probably for the best. I don't. I have no I idea what people, you just said. They got rid of um, <clears throat> Twitter verifications, and like famously, everyone didn't pay for it. Like, and then so Elon started paying for other people's. Like, he tried to pay for LeBron's and a couple other ones. And all these celebrities then started tweeting like, "I didn't pay for this," even though the if you hover over the thing on their account, it says this user has paid for Twitter Blue. And so clearly, Twitter just like put that on all these accounts to make it look like everyone was paying for Twitter Blue. Uh, and so it's created this really funny thing where all these celebrities are stilling, still being verified despite themselves tweeting out like, I actually didn't pay for this and I don't know why it's still here. So they clearly did this to make it seem like people are paying for their subscription service. Do they still have the and, little doggy icon that they have? No, I think it? he got rid of that. Oh, I think so. he was trying to hit 420. No, not 420. What was the meme? April 1st. Uh, and he was like off by four days, which was really funny. Hmm. I'm ranting too much for a show that is ostensibly about covering the game's main Canada and the people who create them. So maybe I'll cut some of that. Yeah, probably. All right, Steve, should we do some news? 
Uh, yeah, let's do some news. The only I thing I was it. able to highlight since last time is that Mighty Doom is popping off. It's uh, from data.ai, which is a site I semi-trust. I don't know. They have a lot of um, <coughs> references that are companies and things I recognize. Um, they say that over the last 30 days, Mighty Doom from Hale Halifax-based Alpha Dog Games, the now Bethesda underneath Zenimax, underneath Microsoft indie game studio <laughs> from Halifax, uh, is now the most downloaded game on iOS and Play Store in the U.S. and sixth worldwide. That's not bad, especially um, when a lot of times studios that, and this doesn't necessarily happen with Xbox as much as, as it does with Activision and EA, but you're usually a really good studio at something like making mobile games like alpha dogs. You get Mm. bought and you get tasked with making one, you know, huge game hit. And if you don't, then next time we need to like juice the quarter profits, you all get laid off and the studio gets sold. But when you make a hit number one game in America and six worldwide, Steve, that gives you probably much more runway as a sub sub subsidiary. That's true. Uh, have you been playing it? Like I know you're kind of, you're you're playing it a little bit and then thinking mm-hmm. like because it was getting hate for the microtransaction stuff but like and i again i'm just playing it like i do every mobile game so i just skip every screen that's like hey you want to buy something and i just keep playing it so yes i'm still playing it and i still like the one aim or the one touch twin stick feel which is a fun thing to say but mm-hmm. yeah are you still playing it at all no 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 i <clears throat> pardon me i only played it for like a day or so and i was just mm-hmm. like this is because it, it was the archeo game now if i didn't play archeo which I did every day for like two years, mm. I would probably still be playing Mighty Doom because it's definitely an addictive uh, loop. But See, that's uh, just the thing. you got to find <coughs> your next Archeo. Like I, I played CN Matchland, of course, Vancouver-based Race Cat Games, <coughs> until Grindstone came out, and I was like, oh, this oh, well, is the next Matchland. Now it's, now it's Marvel Snap. Like, that's, oh, the, right, right. that's the one. That's my daily mobile game. And I got Apple Arcade again to play Grindstone, and only Grindstone. Oh, hell yes, dude. Um, oh, there were some man. other news if we're ready to move on, by the way. Yeah, I'm down. Because you're, because you're garbage. So Nindy had the, or Nindy, Nintendo had the indie oh, yeah. uh, thingy. So I'm just on IGN.com Boo. and Rift of the Necro Dancer gets a new trailer. Um, it's kind of like neon, isn't it? Like they're going for like an eighties vibe almost. It looks like it. Yeah. So Rift of the Necro Dancer received a new trailer for Nintendo Switch, a spinoff of Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Rift is a rhyme rhythm game with lane-based combat, powerful monsters, and boss fights. In other words, it's Guitar Hero with monster battles. Rift yeah, of the Necro Dancer like... will feature multiple characters in a new storyline, and it figures to be one of 223 standout games when Brace Yourself Games releases it this year. Isn't it like, because they had the Zelda one too, right? Cadence of Hyrule. That was 2019, I believe. or 20, oh. Yeah, 2019. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is actually like a 2D platformer thing. Oh no! This is no. Sorry, I'm looking at the completely wrong. Isn't it lane based, kind of like Plants vs Zombies, and you're doing rhythm stuff? Let's see. Yes, it is. Okay, yes. And this is cool because this is uh, in Nintendo's conference, the second close big announcement they've had, the second Crypt franchise specific <laughs> big announcement Nintendo and Brace Yourself has had. So they're clearly in bed together. I mean, they have the Zelda license. How many non-Nintendo owned studios have been gifted? zelda as a property to work on steve or any of their licenses i mean mm-hmm. the one that i think of is the other vancouver studio that did like the mario strikers game and then they right. got bought next out, level so. games yeah and then so, they got bought yeah Ooh, so do you if, think uh, brace yourself like it oh that'd be cool i don't know they're they seem to be buddies besties interesting i've never I right there in vancouver any. nintendo's yeah, just a ferry away 
Uh, <laughs> are you talking about Seattle or are you talking about Japan? Seattle. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never played any of these games. I think I played the demo of the Zelda one, but I've never I played I like them. And the other interesting thing about Brace Yourself, I find, is the diversity of their games because they most recently did Phantom Brigade, which uh, Three Crean in our Discord's been loving as a mecha game fan. Uh, then of course, industries of Titan, which is leaving early access or just left early access after three years, uh, which is a real time, um, city sim strategy management kind of game, mm-hmm. uh, very different than a third person mech strategy game, very different than a pixel art crypt of the Necrodancer game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they work in such different genres when usually studios with small teams do try to reuse as much as possible. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So they're interesting to me. Shout out to Brace Yourself in Vancouver. I see you. I like what you're doing. Did the first one come out to a real console? I think it was on Vita, Steve. Crypt of the Necrodancer. I don't have my Vita anymore. Crypt of the Necrodancer was on Android, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Windows, iOS, Linux, Mac, Vita, and Switch. Okay. Okay. Eat your heart out, Steve. Boom. I don't... Yeah, I'm pretty sure my... um, I, I, I think I've lost my Vita for the rest of them rest of time and i'm pretty much sure i've played like everything on vita i ever want to play so you you've, uh, not gonna you've 100 percented vita yeah oh yeah they're okay it's all on here on playstation interesting okay maybe i'll, ooh, I'll add it to the wish list play the sound absolutely uh okay number two from the um, nintendo direct whatever the hell they call it a little to mm-hmm. the left cupboards and drawers dlc june 2023 Little to the left is getting a paid DLC called Cupboards and Drawers, which adds 25 new puzzles set in drawers and cupboards. Funny that. I it looks love cute that. and has a bunch of new illustrations and scenarios, so it should provide plenty of entertainment. Little to the left, Cupboards and Drawers will launch on Switch in June 2023. Of course, um, from our friends, local Haligonians, Max Inferno Games, a husband and wife duo, I believe. Or they're, mm. they're couple-y. They're cute. Nice. And they have a cat. Oh, that's the trailer. Uh, I, this is their cat in all the trailers on their Steam page. Another one I haven't played yet. Um, I think I... Do I have it on... No, I don't think I own it. So My see. ex-girlfriend played it on my Steam account for a bit, and it looked really fun. <laughs> and they had a lot of fun with it. So that's the only primary source I have on Little to the Left's funness. But, of course, it just is a cheap indie game you should just buy. And even if you have a couple hours of fun with it, it was cheap. That's my vibe, anyway. That's fair. You can only do that so much, though. I already did. It's that true. Week. I literally did that this weekend already. So, <laughs> and you would—you were close to doing it with Crypto Necrodancer if you had a Vita. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, wait. Did I even finish telling the story? It's lost. Like we went to an Airbnb and I'm pretty, and I brought it. I remember bringing it, and I don't have it anymore. And enough time went by where I went to like go get it or whatever, and mm-hmm. I so I. Like I couldn't remember like what I did, so I just assume it's at the Airbnb. That's so tragic. that that douchebag has my Vita. But yeah, like I said, I I've pretty like no Vita games are coming out. I'm pretty much I've played every single Vita game either on the Vita or somewhere else. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't think there's any games on there that I am really dying to play. Um that I can't play elsewhere or haven't already played. So That's true. So now I have the Vita means back. life and all <clears throat> life eventually dies. That's true. Um, that's true. That's kind of all the news that I can think of. Uh, there's nothing else. Oh, oh, oh also in the. Uh, oh wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel into maybe two launches and a port to close out the news this week. The first launch is Ayer from Newfoundland-based dev uh, Gordon Little. 
Oh, yes. is this out? Yep, on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, we did this in wishlist this. Oh, wait, let me see. I can tell you exactly when we... Oh, wow, it's not on here. We wishlisted it at some point. It's not in this document. Mm. So, uh, But yeah, it's a uh, low-poly dragon flying game. Uh, looks very... Very, like, movement, like, Batman swoop flying based, where you want to get, like, come out of the angle into a glide, use your momentum, fly around. Uh, it's being published by East Asia Soft on Xbox One and PlayStation and Series X and PS5. Steve, you going to get this on PS5? I'm in the process right now. Oh, hell yes. It looks like it has um, an easy platinum, too, so. Hey, we love an easy platinum. Nine ninety nine US? Easy. Thirteen forty nine Canadian. Add to cart. Explore 64 square kilometers filled with mountain rivers and ruins and discover the history of a lost civilization without the threat of combat. Relax as you freely roam on foot or atop a dragon. Uncover the mysteries of the Crystal Comet. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, confirm purchase. Why can't I... Winner Ganya? Um, I think it's, it's doing something. It's spinning or something like it. I don't know. I've heard it because I have it where I had to put in my password to buy something on the store, and now the screen's kind of frozen. Do I have anything? Something's there? being called somewhere and is stuck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, I earned the points for it, and I got the email, <laughs> so I assume we'll okay, count it. Winner gun. Yeah. Winner gun. Right, That's a plus two. I got another launch for you. I got Sky Haven from the Victoria-based Hololabs, makers of Floor Kids, of course. Uh, we interviewed Sky Haven earlier this year. This game was a runner-up for most anticipated Canadian game. It's out now on Google Play in Canada. They're doing kind of like a Pokemon Go-style rollout that, you know, every app does to sort mm. of like come online in a way that doesn't overload and sort of hits the areas that might be most likely to get on board to start. It's method to the madness. But... As they said in the interview, they really wanted to get this out for Earth Day. So I believe they did that. April 22nd? When's Earth Day? Hold on. Did we just miss it? Or was it around Earth? Earth Week. No, April 22nd. They're going to do it. Yesterday. Yeah. No, I mean, they they wanted to hit Earth Day and they did. So congrats. Oh, nice. Nice. Nice to work. Yeah. Nice work, guys. Uh, It's always good to hit your deadlines. It's true. And it's funny because, like, I don't know if. They'd said they'd been telling other people that, but we might have been the first, like, mic they said that into, so that's cool. Uh, and they will come to the Apple App Store in Q2. Are we not in Q2? When does Q2 start? Q2 2023 goes uh, from Q2. April, May to June. Yeah. We're in oh, Q2. So they have till the end of June to not to be two for two on <laughs> launch dates <laughs> as far as Skyhaven goes with Steve. I'm, I'm bearing the lead here. This game uh, is, is an AR, meaning augmented reality. They use instead of alternate reality distinction, I think, uh, about this sort of like agency uh, that's discovered these sky creatures uh, and you are sent out to sort of capture them and catalog them and figure out what's going on and, and get to the bottom of this organization that's recruited you using your phone. And it's cool. It's it was interesting to talk to them about the AR in it because using the sky as a canvas versus like a desk, I was like, oh, that's got to be much easier because like when you're trying to AR scan a desk, I'm like, there's a lot more things to figure out or objects. But when you just point it up, you know, it's just a blank canvas. And he's like, you'd think so, but then there's so many other things you don't consider because like when you have a light on in a room, the room stays the same usually unless someone like moves in front of the light. But the sky changes, <laughs> goes from completely dark to completely bright, and you have to account for all that when the player's playing and stuff. So mm. I 
all that to say it was an interesting interview and i'm excited to check this out i guess in q2 i actually have the they they sent me i'm in the beta from before and yeah so i I still open it a couple times and check out the sky whales around me i forget the proper noun sorry guys um but it's cool do you have any thoughts on sky you played pikmin you play these games you played pikmin you played pokemon go you played world of uh what was the the pixel art one you and dave were playing oh uh heroes of uh something aethric or something something like that yeah and there was an nba one i played that one too (laughs) 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 uh yeah it looks cool i'll definitely copy it when it comes to to ios for sure Mm -hmm. um but i dig those games and it was i played those a lot when i was like a stay-at-home dad and was going out for walks with sophia like all the time but in the winter those games like just die out because i'm not walking around like big dumb idiot so now that the weather is nicer um you're just sitting down like a big dumb idiot i'm just sitting down like a big dumb idiot <laughs> doing like some squats and calling it a self calling it a day yeah uh i'll give it a shot whenever it comes to ios so same i don't have any of those games on the go right now because i delete like i got rid of pikmin i got rid of uh the hero one <clears throat> and now you have grindstone there's no reason to use your phone for anything else really my phone's not really yeah my phone is now just a grindstone machine it's not really it serves no other purpose for me uh, I like this in the YouTube trailer, uh, launch trailer for Skyhaven. Uh, we have a quote from Amesh who we interviewed, uh, education has played a big role in all of our projects at Hall Labs and with Skyhaven, we're taking the opportunity to make an impact by telling a compassionate story about our planet. Oh, nice. vice president of software development. Ooh, that's a fun title. Good work, Amesh. Quick, uh, quick update on the IRA and the crystal comet. When I go mm-hmm. onto my app to download it it says something went wrong and i'm not mm. allowed to download it but it does appear uh, they charged me so sony got it <laughs> Shuyoshida uh, got got his dollars hopefully the developer got his, his 70 percent yeah me and gordon are gonna blame east asia soft on this one <clears throat> no i don't know whose fault it is <laughs> actually it says now download queued wait and start download okay all right i think we're good we'll find out i'll uh, play it. i'll play it and uh, i'll talk about it next episode all right, sounds good. And to close out news, I want to mention and highlight that Mayhem and Single Valley from my buddy Brian and Kitchener, Fluxcopic Limited, is out now on consoles. They got it out with Tiny Build, <coughs> the makers of Hello Neighbor and now big indie game publisher. Uh, it's on Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, uh, but it's uh, playable on Next Gen, of course, via backwards compatibility. Uh, I had the absolute pleasure of showing this game at Gamescom 2019 with Brian and the team who has just the most beautiful Irish accent I've ever heard in my life <laughs> and going out for drinks with Brian and just hearing him tell stories about his wee days was very exciting. And yeah, it's funny. I texted him when the game came out. I was like, yo, Brian, congrats. It came out. And he's like, yep, I'm glad it's out. Even if no one else really cares. And I was like, no, Brian, no, I can't believe can. him. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this game is sick. And if you don't know, it's like a, it's, it's such a, intense pixel art not intense pixel art like it's they spent so much time nailing down a specific um sort of fixed camera pixel art style uh for this game and it's kind of like a wacky um it's kind of like somewhere between echo generation in terms of like the teen adventure uh with some like morbidness all uh, i don't know like chicken robot like all the ways in that you die in this game are hilarious like you touch mm. a pole and then you like turn into a skeleton and then that dissolves and there's a lot of like really fun ways a teenager gets murdered in this game so yeah i nice. just wanted to highlight it 
and I'm uh, I'm getting it on PS4 <coughs> so I can play backwards compatible on my PS5. And yeah, it's got 126 Steam reviews as of this one. Funniest being, um, that one's not funny. I add to my wish list on PS4. Oh hell yeah, I'll play it soon. Should have brought this game up first. I would have bought this one first, and Ira could have waited, but <laughs> I mean they're both they're both gonna be on there. Oh yeah. Um, the funniest review I think is my favorite way to describe this is Stranger Things meets Zelda. That's not funny, but it's a good review, and I agree with it. Cool. <laughs> the ending was so stupid. Eight out of ten. <laughs> 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 oh no, the developer is funded. Uh, which ending, Winky Face? Thanks for the review. <laughs> I love Steam sometimes. All right, Steve, I'll play a song from Mayhem, and then we'll uh, wishlist some games. Talk about Coco Cucumbers, Ravenlock. No, you didn't play that one yet. Hill Agency. We'll talk about Super Animal Royale from the Vancouver studio and a couple other games. And then the sun will set on the recording studio of Halifax colon CGD. Sure. No, it should have been you put the you put the name of the place like it's CD Projekt Vancouver, so it'd be it would be Canadian Game Devs Halifax. Yeah, nah, that makes more sense. Halifax uh, office. Yeah, the Halifax branch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're when they sent so. me all the test kits, they put on the thing uh, Joy Drop Halifax Studios. <laughs> it's like this is my apartment, guys. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's chill. But <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm I'm Joy Drop Halifax Studios now. Cool. All right, Steve. We got some games to wish list. One of these from an Indies recently, but I dropped it down here instead of covering it in the news. But let's start with active in our Discord. Chaotic Era by Bobby Technology Inc., which is Gabriel O'Flaherty Chan and Kevin O'Don Kevin Donnelly, sorry, in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, we last wished wish listed this game January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, but since then Ooh. it is now in early access on Itch.io. So it's a new platform, a huge development in the game, and I'm gonna it's three years, four years. You know, let's let's wish list it again, Steve. Why not? Let's do it. Sounds good. Uh quote. Chaotic Era is an atmospheric strategy game inspired by classic science fiction following a stranded human crew on an alien planet. <clears throat> the first thing I will say is this has one of the most like, whoa, indie game with a strong artistic vision art styles I've ever seen. Look at these mm. screenshots on the itch.io, Steve. What do you think? It's like a dark black and white. Like there, there's, mm. there's, <clears throat> it's like black, like it's black and white, but there's weird to say there's no colors no brightness to any of the stuff it's not like you're it's not like the black and white like tv shows from the 50s like it's really mm -hmm. really, really dark and the uh, uh like the 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 <clears throat> mountains are kind of like dotted like they would be on like a map like a top-down map that's trying to show you like the depth of a mountain range 
is how the 3D mountains are shown, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what? So is this like an RTS? Uh, let me read some more here. <clears throat> At its yeah, core, Chaotic Era is a minimalist, lightweight, action-packed reimagining of the golden era of real-time strategy. Ooh, I like all those. I like all that. That's good. Featured Someone who's not a real-time strategy fan. Those are you want the good. golden era, Steve? Well, I want the minimalist and lightweight action-packed. Yes. Golden era um, of RTSs I don't care about. But. Dare I say, Steve, in a, in a way, the vibe uh, of these screenshots is similar to Jet the Far Shore in a black and white sense. I gotcha. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. Featured in TechCrunch, Polygon, Business Insider, Wireframe Magazine, and more. And Canadian wow. Games. Good work, guys. And Canadian Games. Who is, sorry, who is this on our Discord? Uh, Bobby Technology. I think they're just at Bobby, but they posted it in our showcase. And oh, okay. uh, I think the one guy's been in our Discord like for a while, like pre me. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, so, the good old it's days. been a long time coming. <laughs> Back when the, uh, the start of the podcast wouldn't be delayed by five minutes by just bitching about rich people. <laughs> um. Yeah. What is Chaotic Era by Bobby Technology in Toronto on your Itchio wish list? That's the, I have to follow them, right? Is that what I do? Or yeah, do I add yeah, to a just, collection? Uh, adding it to a collection is what I do, and I just call one of my collections wish list, but I would follow because then you get updates, and this is, I think, they're only in, in development project, I think. Oh, I can do that. Okay, I did both. I did both. Excellent. Well, I'll play it anyway. What is Once. my collection? I have two games in my collection. Yeah, Getting the Car Loser and Chaotic Era. Oh, both things for this program. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Steve, next game today. It's coming out soon. It's coming out this week. It's actually coming out the day after Normies get this podcast. It's Omega Strikers from Odyssey Interactive in Waterloo, Ontario. <gasps> Thursday, Real? April 27th for Steam, Phones, and Consoles. Quote, smash opponents off the arena and score goals in this lightning fast 3v3 free-to-play game squad up with friends to sling slimes toss tofu and rocket boost to victory the thing they're pitching hard for this steve and i've been seeing lots of videos is you can seamlessly move from any of these devices really quickly and so they had their phone next to the computer clicked a button on the desktop boom ticked over the instance on their phone they're out the door they're playing same everything uh, and of course, I know all the games are doing this already, but I think the big thing they're trying, trying to drive home with this is just how instantly everything is updated. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think? Um, I didn't know this was coming out this week, so I'm right. hyped. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little confused by the the weird anime devil schoolgirl thing. Oh, the they they're <laughs> going full. Dude, there's one. If you go to their, hold on, I'll send you the picture from their Discord. Their official Discord has like, I don't, I don't even know if I want to put this term into the world. They know Especially, what they're doing. I, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they got some scalies yeah. in here too. Hold on, let me find this picture for you. This is this is an upsetting image. I'm if this drop. game blows up, you're going to see, you're going to see some wild shit. Yeah, yeah. Look at the, look at the. This is their official Discord header. Yeah, I sent oh, yeah. you on. Yeah, they, yeah. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I didn't know that anyway. was part of it. I didn't know that was part of it. That's not my thing. Whatever. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely going to try this out. I didn't know I didn't know it was coming out uh, this week. So uh, they have they they have confirmed as of April 14th, uh, 750,000 pre-registrations. They're trying to get 
to a million before the game launches. But consider pre-registrations in terms of wish lists um, and do a similar metric. Victor, if you're listening, I don't. If it's one to thirty-four for reviews, what's the <laughs> <laughs> Give me the wish list conversion. Uh, but yeah. it's safe to say it'll have a lot of players on day one is what I'm Probably different at. for free to play as well, right? Like if you wish list it, they get the email that's out. Right. You're right. Absolutely. That's going to be a lot higher than the than one where it's like a game. Hey, do you want to drop like $24, $24 today? <laughs> Actually, I don't <laughs> want to. No, I don't really want to do that at all. I had to buy a chicken breast and it was 30 bucks, so no. Um, that's gross. Yeah. Switch, iOS, Android, PlayStation. Get fucked, Xbox. Is it not coming to Xbox this week? Oh, yeah, it doesn't have a link. It says coming soon. Yeah, but not April 27th, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, the other huge thing for this game, Steve, is uh, they did an animated opening by Trigger Studio, the big Japanese animation company. Hmm. That makes sense. Who did, they did something people like. I don't know anime, Steve. Um, Trigger I don't know, Studio, just didn't them. they? Yeah, they might have did that Cyberpunk one, too. Trigger Studio did Promare, Gridman Universe, Little Witch Academia. Uh, I recognize some of those. They did the Cyberpunk one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, big big gets for Waterloo-based Odyssey Interactive. Uh, that VC money is turning up buzz. <clears throat> when is it? The 27th comes out? 27th. What's that? What's that? The Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Cool. Uh, are you are you pre-registered, Steve? Uh, I wish this on the PlayStation Store. Is that what they want? That's what I want. I yeah. just want something to play a sound. Last game today is another uh, early access cheat, like Chaotic Era. But that's okay because you know I'm a I'm a buy the early access as a pre-order anyway guy. Rogue Station by Quint Studio in Canada. That's all they say on their Twitter. It's in early access until 2024. Their plan is to get it out. Q1 Rogue Station in this space station builder simulation roguelite with a TE, which matches the Steam tag for the first time, <laughs> puts you in charge <laughs> of a space station. Fight off enemy ships, fleets, and rival stations to dominate your corner of space and build and upgrade your station. Hire and manage your crew and survive as long as you can. So it's a roguelite. It's got kind of uh, a grid-based, very FTL-inspired grid-based yeah. yeah. space station vibes. Uh, GIFs in the Steam description. We love to see it. Um, the art style is really cute. I'm trying to think of what these guys remind me of. They almost remind me of, like, Earthbound guys. Is that fair to say? That? No, the eyes are too slotty. I'm not really seeing that. I'm just I'm seeing, like, SNES aesthetic, for sure. Mm. FTL, 100%, with the grids. Yes. Like, it's basically the same grids. Yeah, the ships um, are grids yeah. <laughs> over a PNG. <laughs> um, I didn't already have this on my wish list, just FYI. So. Oh, interesting. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, maybe I missed it last time or something. Maybe because um, this was also shared in Showcase, so you might have just wishlisted it when they shared in Showcase. Or do you only wishlist on this part program? Uh, there's been a few times where I'll wishlist it in Showcase when it really, when I look at it, I'm just like, yo. And I know one time you got mad at me one time. <laughs> okay, I mean, we have not wishlisted this one in the past, or at least it's no. not showing up in the document. <clears throat> yeah, I don't see it. So I thought you said we doubled down, though, or no? We doubled down on Chaotic Era, which we last wishlisted January 25th. I couldn't find that one in Steam anymore. No, we last time we wishlisted it was uh, for the iOS beta. We got. Oh, uh, we yes. We signed up because they didn't have an actual page. I remember. Okay, I'm all okay. I'm I'm caught up. Yeah, now. yeah. I'm old. You gotta give me some time here. But I got anyways. You, man. 
back to Rogue Station. No, you know what it is? It's the Team 17 published the escapists and like prison escape. Yes. That's what these guys are. 100%. That is exactly okay. what it is. It was bothering me, but that's what they are in terms of character design. <clears throat> I like the gifts. Um, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm feeling this for sure. What, uh, yes. sorry. Oh, it's out in early access, right? Out in early access. They say mm. our goal is for an update every month until, uh, before 2024, less than a year in early access, and it launched January 26th. It's so got that 47 would put it, reviews. That would put it at, they're trying to hit January 2024 or earlier. Let's sort by funny. Funniest review is FTL vibes, however, pretty easy and not much depth. That's not funny. What's RimWorld? The illegitimate love child of FTL and RimWorld. Ooh, so RimWorld was like, RimWorld's think like Dwarf Fortress with a very distinct pixel art (laughs) style and space instead of dwarves. Mm, Okay. Mm. Cool. I hope I didn't offend anyone with that description of RimWorld. There's some real RimWorld psychos out there, Steve, I know, who just love that game. Probably a bunch of fucking nerds. (laughs) It's Um, Rogue Station from Quint Studio in Canada on your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Excellent. Did you ask me yeah. that for any of the other ones? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because I have a timestamp for all of them. So there's okay. a spot I'm putting a sound effect at least. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, I'll play a Rogue Station song, talk about some games, and get out of here. Cool. Before we talk about what we've been playing, quick Kickstarter corner, which I'm going to come up with a brand new sound effect for this week. A dollar here in Canada was called a loony. Did you hear my sound effect for Steve's Timbit? It was really good. Uh, did I listen last episode? I did listen to last episode. I don't remember what it was, though. It was the clip of Ralph Wiggum standing up and saying, oh, Canada. Oh, when when the U, the UN is all fighting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. I remember it. Okay, I remember that. Now. Okay, okay. Hopefully an equally funny uh, Kickstarter corner sound effect this week for our friends over at Quill Studios with Autumn with the Shiba Inu. The Kickstarter is now oh, live. I got the, that's right. I got the email about that. They're at uh, 30 backers, 26 days to go, Saturday, May 20th. It closes up at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, they're at 1,300 of their $16,000 goal, which is such a reasonable amount of money to create a visual novel with. Mm. Um, let's see what the fun high tier is. At $350 or more, you can add your dog to the game. Yeah, I was I was thinking <laughs> that. I'm like, yo, you got you to gotta let yourself <laughs> yeah. add your dog. That'd be so cute. Someone's already done it. Someone's putting their dog into this. Excellent. Uh, Doggo emote set, your dog cameo, <coughs> soundtrack, game name in the credits, etc. Uh, this is the one where you're overthrowing some government I don't know about or trust because a dog wants to overthrow it. And No, Steve, if a dog came up to you, you're on the street in a new city, and they're like, the dog spoke to you and said, you need to help me overthrow so-and-so. You just you, the dog is right. Whatever the dog is doing is probably the right thing, you know. I, yeah, I feel like <laughs> because a dog can't normally speak. If some dude just came up to me, yes, and said that, I'd be like crazy. No, man. I don't talk yeah, this shit. Shoot him. <laughs> be like, I'd be like, how? Like, how is a dog talking? So yeah, I would, yeah. I, would, I would do it. 
Or any yeah, animal, so really. Any animal that doesn't normally speak. I guess no animals really speak except for us. I don't know, man. Cats are shifty. If a cat was like, hey, could you do this for me? I'm like, what's the catch? What so am- can you go over there and knock that glass <laughs> off the table? Fuck yeah. <laughs> They're hopefully going to hit it with 26 days left. Uh, I don't know if I'll back this one. I... I don't want to back just every Canadian game because there's so many. And this isn't really my genre. This may be a thing like if they're like at like 10% left with a day or two and I want to just, you know, feel like I'm helping push it across the finish line maybe. But I hope it just blows pie in the next 20 days. Let's uh, let's keep an eye on it because I'm I'm sort of the same way. But uh, okay. But stay tuned. The 350, the the dog, the doggo one is cute. That's cute. That's good. That's very good. Uh, all right, see, what have we been playing? I still got some of these from last time we didn't talk about, so if you want to hear any of these, let me know. But I'd like to hear at least about your two Canadian games. So why don't you take charge? Three, you big nerd. Oh, true. Um, yeah, I played some Super Animal Rail. I have a friend who's kind of getting into streaming and getting into gaming, and I kind of just like I kind of just told her some games to, to try out. Uh, Super Animal Rail showed her that because it's uh, free to play or whatever, and she and so Canadian. the first and Canadian. So the first time we played. Was a couple months ago, and I had to carry her, and which is not a good thing because I'm not very good at the game. <laughs> but it's a battle royale. It's it's a fear. It's a furry <laughs> like animals basically. It's 2D, um, or sorry, it's it's top down. Like you're looking down on the characters, yeah. and and so then like you had to the the way to, inside buildings you can only see like what your character. It is also see. 2D art, right? Like it's not 3D models. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um. And so it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. What I really kind of like about it is, it's the the circle moves way faster. Like the games are really quick. Even if you Interesting. in the last like, even if you make it to the end, the battles are extremely quick. Like it's like four or five minutes. Um, now that seems to be a trend in terms of games. You're maybe enjoying them because Marvel snaps the fastest deck builder I've ever played, and and that's why I like it. Interesting. There's some overlap here with Super Animal Royale. Maybe I've never played another card game to be honest. Okay. I'm not a big Marvel nerd, Snap is insanely fast, Steve. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It is it, that is one of the reasons why I like it too. It works out for a mobile game. So this, I remember just playing with her too because I was thinking of Apex and Fortnite. And mm-hmm. you know, when the circle's moving, you got time. But now it's yeah. like if you are away from the circle and it's moving, you got like you don't have time. You have to bust it out right away. I like that. So pretty fun. So we won a few matches. So she's gotten really good. So she had to carry me. And she Excellent. actually won a match when I died, like right at the start, and she just basically won. Um, so I'm enjoying I've seen that. A gif I, of a fox running around with like an AK-47 and a bandana, and like this game looks awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's on PlayStation. You should you should try, uh, play with us next time. It's on Xbox too. It's on everything, I think, and it's free. Yeah, it's, I'm it's pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's crossplay and cross save. Yes. Thank you. Because she would Studios. she would message me a bunch, and I only had it on PC, and I didn't want to get the I didn't want to like ruin my trophy percentage, and I was just like, you know what, fuck, whatever. So I download. I ended up downloading PS4. I transferred the save because I had just have years of like free Twitch drops and stuff. Yeah. In there too, and I've and I've played it uh, since launch. So I just have random stuff. Um, so mm. I played it on PS PS5, and it controls really well on PlayStation. So good, super fun. Uh, it's <laughs> and it's got the. And it's got all the normal, uh, like, you know, free-to-play, like, battle pass and stuff like that. What The one thing they do is that you can buy the previous battle passes. I don't know if you would get it for free if I had bought it before, which because I never bought a battle pass. But right. they have the they have the past battle passes to, like, unlock, like, purchase and unlock. So I do like that. And it appears that if you uh, play it enough, you unlock the currency to just buy the next battle pass as well. So 
the thing that I do hate most about how these games are monetized is not the divvying up content for the free to play model to pay over time to sort of sustain a development. It is the designing the psychological things that we're putting onto children, like limited time battle passes, like play this game every day for two months, or you don't get this thing. And that's what really I don't like. And so if you're going to have battle pass, you're going to do monetization, having things always available. And even if it's like to buy, I'm like, well, fine, at least it's available. Yeah. But, that's a really key distinction for me in monetization. Yeah, only a few games have done it, and it's something I usually try to support because that's what I like. Like Halo mm-hmm. doesn't have a like doesn't have a time limit, so I bought the battle pass for that one. And then uh, Vigor had the same thing where you can you have your normal battle pass or whatever, and then you can have like a classic battle pass, and they're sort of like releasing those stag- um, staggering those releases. So mm-hmm. Animal Super Animal Royale seems to be pretty diff- uh, pretty similar along that path. So. I probably will buy it, but I think I'm near. I think it's near the end of the season, so I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for like the next. Like I'm just waiting for the the next season, or whatever, and I'll I'll cop that one. Oh hell yeah! <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. You should play with us. I should. It looks fun, and I want to <clears throat> shoot a machine gun as a fox. Yeah, it's pretty. Neat. Yeah, the other game I played with her is Fall Guys, which is just completely broke. The trophies don't unlock on PS5 <sighs> if you had them on PS4. They just straight. I, ha- up. I had that issue. <clears throat> yeah. And they have a little thing saying, like, the trophies don't work on... Because I apparently the trick to do, and I'm going to try this, is um, if you unlink <laughs> Fall Guys from your Epic account and make a new Epic account and then connect that one to your PlayStation, that one, then, then it'll unlock. But I don't really want to risk that because of, you know, Fortnite and all these other, like, Epic games I have. So I don't yeah. want to, like, kind of fuck around with that. <clears throat> so it's really annoying. I have, like, four trophies and guys because some did work yeah and um yeah they just I have a similar situation it. no and if you go on psm profiles like everyone's just bitching about the game because it's just well steve they only got a little under a billion dollars for their ipo so i don't know so how did so why can super animal royale do the trophy thing no problem actually but, no wait sorry they're not devolver anymore fortnite bought them yeah they're epic oh they have even more money now Aren't they? Are they epic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, but I was making the developer IPO joke as far as like why it was such a bad launch despite having a billion dollar publisher. Mm-hmm. But now they have an even billionaire dollar publisher and it's still broken. <laughs> billionaire. So apparently the next season is in a couple of weeks or whatever and that's the one mm-hmm. that's apparently going to have uh, apparently fix it. But we'll see. I don't really... I don't believe I don't know. The way Tim's tweeting through it, I don't really trust any of his properties right now. <laughs> here's Steve, a, the thing I most just don't look at his Twitter. No, go. it's true. I really should not. Like, I can feel myself slipping back in, like, <clears throat> returning to the dark ways. And it's I just like, don't. I Man, like, I really just don't go on Twitter. Like, I, I got to sign it. Like, I like when I'm on Canadian <laughs> Game Devs, I just like games and retweet trailers. I'm like, this is sick. And then I do the tab over to me, and I'm like, Oh God! Oh God! This is horrible. <laughs> Get back to Canadian game devs. I mean, the the real turning point was when on Twitter I unfollowed like all like quote unquote famous people, and I only followed like real individuals that I knew. Mm. And then my Twitter was just silent, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that's that really shows just how like negative of garbage space this is." So I just, I'm just happy I'm not there. So, huh? Um. Oh, I think I really want to hear about. Sorry, what oh, were you going to say? I was just going to say, apparently the new season releasing May 10th will have a level editor, which I feel like 
You know what this game also doesn't have is is couch co-op. Like, how do you not have that? For <laughs> you know what else it didn't have for like the first three months I played it after it launched on next gen is uh, the correct uh, icon for the controller I'm using. <laughs> it showed PlayStation icons on my Series X. Oh yeah. Come on, dude. What like that is such an amateur bug to ship in your software is like literally just display. Also fails trc so again this has got to be one of those epic just has an in with playstation xbox so like with like cyberpunk we're like the build very clearly isn't done but when epic says oh yeah yeah hit publish hit publish and they just do it's very clearly not being certified like the software i work on which is fine it's epic they have more money and they would be more trustworthy of course they made fortnite and we didn't but our games uh, show the correct icon depending on what console you're playing it on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you should just play on the correct console, Steven. Everything about that? Ah, no, yeah, no. That is literally PlayStation <laughs> paying for. That's a PlayStation sponsored bug. Like, oh, whoops. Yeah. You could be pressing X right now with your own PS5. You want to? Uh, you want to be pressing triangle? <laughs> we we provide exclusive access to press triangle. We know you prefer shapes. Letters are bullshit. <laughs> Tell me about Hill Agency. I want to know. Yeah, so I listened to the review. Um, mm. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't back drink by um, uh, guacamole. You just let them shit all over it. But that's oh, I agree. It would be much more funny if the daughter was a chicken. That would be a funnier story. And again, they both clarified that they just had a problem with the story. Like me yeah, and yeah. Ansada no, were like, "Yeah, the gameplay's fine." And I yeah, agree yeah. with them. Like it is such a basic ass story. I know. I don't. I don't even remember. Like <laughs> it's one of my favorite games ever. I don't even remember the story other than it's yeah. Um, What's the girl's name, Steve? Oh, I don't know. Girl. There you go. That's all you need to know about the story in Quackamele. Yeah. The only reason anyone remembers Zelda is because it's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The blood moon rises once again. Yeah, so Hill Agency, um, I, I played the first, like, I guess, I don't know, case or whatever, and a little bit of the second one. Mm-hmm. The the vi- the. I don't know the art of this game or the vibe or the this the aesthetic to it is excellent. It's so mm. good to play. Uh, it has that black and white thing to it, but then like they're the only colors are really just like graffiti or neon signs and and like mm. the UI and stuff like that. It's awesome. Mm. Um, How about first, that soundtrack too? Soundtrack is dope. Like when you're just kind of walking through um, like the park and stuff like that. It's just it's really 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 good. Um, yeah, I played the, the first. The first case is just like a really like easy bullshit one where you are just trying to find a toy. One mm. thing that they do that's pretty neat and kind of reminds me of Phoenix, right, and stuff like that is just the whole like evidence and and um, connecting the dots and stuff like that. Like you can put your icons on the like evidence board and sort of just like connect everything. Mm-hmm. And then when you like go to accuse, like when you go to talk to someone when you're quote unquote solving the case, you like kind of drag them over is like you're accusing this person of like this evidence um mm. and it's pretty good pretty well written um i yeah i'm, I'm now just starting this the, the first case is like your toy is lost and then the second case is like my sister was murdered so i'm <laughs> kind of ramped it up um, whiplash so i'm just working my way through that 
Steam Deck is it it works, but it's not like super optimized. Um, mm. it's a lot of it's like mouse control and stuff like that. But there's another. There was this like computer that I couldn't bring up the keyboard, the Steam Deck keyboard to type in. So, but it wasn't necessary for the case. So, I don't, if it is, that's going to be a real issue. Um, mm-hmm. It was like I'd press like X on the Steam Deck and it would type in E. Then I'd type in like the other letter and it would be like F because those are just the bindings of, right. uh, of it and and whatnot. So I'll see if like it is completely playable, like if that's required. Mm-hmm. Um, but really good. I'm liking it so far. Um, I, th- I just think the game looks so cool in motion. Like just walking around and stuff like that and just the neon lights and the, the black and white stuff looks like really, really good together. So. Man, I want to play it because of how much I talked to Megan about Ellie Noir, and I I want to just see what she what she did with a detective game, and the team did with that art style. Shout out to Sade, working on Saw to this. What a career! Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I just want to see. Yeah, truly love to hear it. Um, yeah. shout out to Achimistawa and Games. I'm going to play more. I just um, I started playing it like yesterday, so yeah, only like an hour in or so, and and I don't know like the length like how long it is or anything like that but Mm -hmm. so far it's pretty sweet it's definitely got my attention so good on them excellent i should leave a review too i should do a review i don't i don't think i've ever have i done any steam reviews before how can i see i do it when it prompts me you know when you close the game and it's like oh you've been playing for three hours you ready to leave a review whenever they do that i'm like yeah i'll leave a review Mm, that's fair how can Mm -hmm. i profile let's see oh two reviews a review oh, sen- sentience oh, and yeah. uh, arena stars which i fucking loved arena stars that was so fun what, the, what is that sentience at now do we have any fu- do we have any new funny ones <coughs> we had a, we had a good funny one for a bit uh, uh oh we're at 99 reviews someone please review sentience on steam get us to 100 100 oh that, yeah that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> the top funny one is among us but not fun <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second one is from my friend Sean. Red Meat Games personally joined my game while in the presence of royalty. I single-handedly, with no one else, won the game for our team. Like the absolute mega chat I am, 11 out of 10, would beat the developers at their own game again. This is true. I was on that team. What was the... What's, <sighs> there's one with binary stuff. I think I translated this once. Out of curiosity. Hold binary on, let's do... Text. This is uh, I love this game, Smiley Face. Whoa, they uh-huh. got the smiley face, and I guess it's just a comma and a bracket. <laughs> We're too easily impressed like by programmers, Steve. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I talk to you about two games that I really want to really talk about? Sorry, I just read the next review. Oh, no. It's the, the free-to-play one. I want a refund. <laughs> Aw, Sneaky McGee. Of course Sneaky McGee would want a refund with a name like that. Okay. I feel like Sneaky McGee goes through life spending as little money as possible, which I yeah. respect. Um, I do. I do want to just kind of give a shout out to Forest Fire as well. So, oh, I hell yeah! Tell me about Forest Fire. It's uh, it's from Shoot Labs, and we got an email about them, or Shoot Apps. Sorry, we got an email about them uh, for the Sandbox Skyline game that we got to talk oh, about, okay. which I guess we missed out on. Um, but they also did Rogue Star Rescue, which is another like a rogue light, uh, like twin stick shooter type of thing. But Forest Fire is like a top-down roguelite. You just cause fires and mayhem and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's a great little Steam Deck game because it's just very kind of pick-up-and-play, very simple. Mm. Um, but you just kind of burn your way through through shit. You light people on fire. You get like similar to Mighty Doom, like every so every level or so, or every like whenever you level up, you get like a new perk or new skill. 
Excellent. Um, during that time. So like clouds kind of come and fucking shit up and maybe your skill is to like it'll remove a cloud like randomly and stuff like that. Other ones it's like humans explode when you kill them and, and then that just causes more fire. So it causes, it's just like, it's just causing mayhem and destruction. It's pretty sweet. It works out Excellent. pretty well. I like it. It's only it's only like seven dollars, eight dollars, something like that. So, kind of kind of an arcadey Far Cry Two fire system pixel art top down game. Yeah, um, and I think it's early access, so I, th- I don't know what else more is going to be put into it because there's not like there's not like skill. It's not like you're pressing any buttons. Like to light something on fire, you just stand over it for half a second. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So I don't know what. Actually, maybe I'll read the because they usually say right what they're gonna do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on Steam you have to put. It's one of the questions they make you ask in the drop down is like, how long do you plan to be in early access? Oh, so it's coming out May tenth. Ooh, five playable levels, three game modes with dozens of bullet hell patterns. Yeah, okay. So actually, the game is from what I'm playing. It looks like it's pretty much just this. So (laughs) you redeemed the code and just been playing it, or uh, did you get it in early access? No, I bought it with real, real world money, real, real money. world dollars. Yeah, I mean it's eight bucks, eight, eight dollars, whatever. I had to buy it, Sophia, like fucking thirty dollars of Paw Patrol microtransaction shit in her game. So. <laughs> you didn't have to, but if I didn't want to have a giant headache, then I, I had to. So, damn. Anyways, those are the games I played. So a lot of Canadian content this week. Um, and one broken Tim Sweeney game. <laughs> so annoying, man. Uh. You know what isn't annoying and is currently my game of the year until I probably finish Resident Evil 4 is Dredge. Have you seen Dredge, Steve? I sent you the link. Only like a little bit. Uh, Only kind of looked at like what it is, like a fishing game with Mm -hmm. dark, dark darkness to it. Um, But I I didn't really see any gameplay or anything like that, so I don't know what you're doing. So the gameplay is basically this. At its at its lowest level, it's a fishing game, and it's just the RPG fishing thing, like stop the line when it's in this, the space on the bar, and if you don't, it fucks up, and you have to try again. It's that fishing game, and then once you catch the fish, it's the Resident Evil inventory management system, where you have a grid, you have to like rotate and fill things in that have, some of them have weird shapes, depending on what kind of fish it is, like the eels curve a bit, so they're mm. like, a, like a tetramino that's like an L shape. Uh, then there's the, the fish sim part of it where you can upgrade your boat. You can, uh, dredge as the name of the game, uh, things out of the water that you can then use to upgrade your boat, to make more space, get more powerful motors, get different kinds of, uh, fishing nets and hooks that let you fish in different areas to get more valuable fish to let you upgrade faster. It's a perfect, just ramp up, uh, slope as far as a design perspective, in my opinion, humble opinion. Uh, and, and on top of all of that is this Lovecraftian, uh, fishing village, fishmonger, dishonored style story that's kind of messed up. And there's a guy on a, an island, like just out of the main hub area, who's trying to get me to collect these four cursed relics from each corner of the world map. And he's going to do something with them. And it's weird. There's this moment I really like where I was out at night and it has the Minecraft thing where like, you don't want to be out at night cause your sanity starts to mm. go down. And then like rocks will just appear in front of you and like destroy your ship. Uh, the, like they're very clearly just materializing cause you're going insane. Like you see the, the red like formation effect. Uh, and then at one time I was at night trying to get back to a, a cause you have to get to a, a port to rest. Um, there was this copy, like a, like dark link 
but of my boat. <laughs> and I saw it out there. I was like, oh, weird. And I like sort of turned my light towards it because I had upgraded my fog light to have a bit more distance. And as soon as I made contact, it didn't turn. It like snapped straight to me and like a violin shriek happened and it just started like motoring towards me. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So hmm. it was like this boat was chasing me down. It was like slightly faster than me too. And I like just got to the port and like docked at, and then it like turned around and went away, which is such a good moment. And I shared some of these thoughts in our Discord, so join there. But I want to say my favorite mechanic so far in terms of just like taking what you got and doing something cool with it is there's these altars scattered around that you find like in really weird places uh, that you kind of have to like shift your perspective of your boat to see to like reward you that way. But the altar has like sort of like a, you know, darkest dungeon kind of drawing of like a creature. Uh, that kind of looks like one of the fish you can catch. And if you catch a bunch of that kind of fish and bring it there and completely fill the grid space, it's kind of like a, like you can't leave any spots left. So you have to figure out, it's like a puzzle using this specific shape fish. How would you fill this space with that fish and have no empty spots? And then you get like a special upgrade once you do it. Uh, and it's such a really, really cool, rewarding, fun little mechanic. And it's full of, it's full of little things like that. So loving dredge. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, and Project Dark. I just want to say it's the one I worked on. Interview with Red Meat Games has been completed. Uh, interview will feature some audio recorded with the binaural mic, so I'll be able to like show you like this is what it sounds like when I talk into the mic, and this is what it sounds like when the voice actors in Project oh, Dark right. talk into the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I played the first episode, uh, which is the free one, and then uh, the other ones are, I forget, and then you can buy them all slightly discounted. Uh, and yeah, it was really cool because again, last time I touched it was like the shitty AI voices I download and clip together. And now there's like professional voice actors who've been like recorded with these really nice microphones. So like these sections of the game I'd heard maybe like hundreds of times now with like real voice actors is really cool. <clears throat> By the way, um, to go back to Dredge real quick, 7,999 yeah. reviews on Steam. Wow. O- That's a lot. Positive. What's a, what's... 8,000 times 34, Steve. That was 35. That quick. Ah, uh, no, sorry, uh, I got that wrong. 280,000. At what, 20, was it 29.99 Canadian? Was it a $30? I don't know. So times Jeez. like 25, I guess, after? Yeah, 25 so US seven, probably. 7 million? Valve takes 30, team no, 17. That, uh, I, I, that was after, that was after, I, that was like 30, uh, 70%. Of, oh, wow, okay, and then team 17 maybe takes... I don't even want to speculate. Publishers suck. Still, yeah. half of that would be a lot. Oh, Dredge has an award called Best on Deck. <laughs> I like that. Uh, it's Sorry. great. And it, that's okay. You just want to shit all over the indie game with the British game. I understand. Yeah. Turncoat. Turncoat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, Project Dark. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it and play the rest of the episodes over. I don't know when. There's rarely a time where I'm in a position where I can play something like Project Dark because I really think you should play it like when you're in a quiet space with some good headphones. Like that's mm. really how I want to play it anyway. Reed in the interview said you could play it anywhere with semi decent headphones. Probably have a great time, and he's probably right. He's also selling the game, of course, and I am not as much anymore. But I want to play with some headphones. Yeah. Cool. In a in a nice quiet room, maybe the candle lit. That's how I want to play it. <clears throat> Should we wrap this one up, Steve? Uh, sure. So you didn't, you don't have a little Timbit. Oh, what is it? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, never mind. Ah, uh, the Oculus, the Meta Quest looks 
just like the PlayStation VR headset. I got faked out. <laughs> Mighty Yell was coming to PS4. Well, Mighty, it wasn't. yeah, Mighty Yell tweeted like a picture of their new game with with the headset, and then but the controllers mm. and the headset look very similar to the freaking PlayStation one now. So, anyways, doesn't that's got to be on purpose. I played some PSVR last night too. Anything and new? This, and this week, uh, just after the fall, which is basically Left for Dead, but VR. It's fun. It's just okay. like my friend and I are just trying to find a game. We're just waiting for this this uh, the firewall, firewall game. Firewall. Yeah. Just, oh man, I just want that game so badly. Yes. When's it coming out? It's just 2023. So, Ugh. Ugh. and there's so that basically means 70 percent 2023, 30 percent 2024. I know. I just wish they. I wish they would say, like, "Yo, it's coming out June." I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But if it's like November, but, I'm like, fuck. That could mean like yeah. February. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. So I'm just like, oh, because there's a there is a first person shooter called Pavlov, which people are really digging, but it doesn't. It's more of a social game, and it um, it has uh, no platinum trophy and it's no mm. like real level up or anything like that. It's kind of, and I'm just like, ah, oh, like I don't really want to. Rather just like get the one game that I've just anticipated. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You have a podcast to hang out with people. You play games to shoot people. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk to a bunch of these VR nerds. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, we played after the fall. So we're just trying to find like a game that two of us can play together because he's just he's on the like, Gran Turismo train as well. He's just mm-hmm. like, dude, just get it. I'm not a car guy. Neither are you, but it's dope. And, no. and I'm getting close, but I'm like at this point, I'm like I might as well just wait for PS Plus for it to be on. Yeah. PS Plus. Like it's fine. Although they're taking. Some of the games off the PlayStation. Yeah, they Spider Man. Yeah, I know. What, what's I, happening? I, well, I assume for Spider Man, they're going to just make that the PS Plus game in like August or something. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's shitty for them to do it. They're just, they're just like, it's just a shittier version of Game Pass. Like they just kind of keep reminding people about that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I don't think a put- single Xbox game. That Xbox has made, the Xbox Game Studios, has come off Game Pass. I think the only ones that have are the Forza games because they run out of the car licenses because they only really renew it for the most recent game. Ah, I see what you mean. So I think the Forza games get kicked off because they and they actually like stop selling them on the store. Like you right. buy them. So um Yeah. But other than that, yeah, Halo, you know, Halo 5 is on there, all that. Oh shit. yeah. Like is Halo Five's on yeah, there is, despite yeah, like Halo Infinite being the one they want you to play. You know what I mean? Is he, but is Halo Master Chief Collection still not on? No, I think it is. No, it's 100% on there because I played it on okay. PC Game Pass at least. Yes, it is. I, I saw like Halo that. Infinite is uh, playable on, on Dad Deck now too. <laughs> it wasn't before. All right, Steve. Let's wrap up episode 230 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Stay tuned for interviews. Hockey Heroes, World of Antera, Red Meat Games. Go back and listen to Tunic, Floor Kids, Achimastawin in Games. I'm putting all this shit out here, guys. Let me know, listen to it. Let me know what you think, please. I'm having a great time, though. So even if just Steve listens and calls me a nerd, I'll be happy. Uh, if you want to help us, patreon.com slash devs. Everything I mentioned at the top of the show and at the credited tier higher, we'd like to personally thank you at the end of every episode. So thank you. Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Dugsy, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, and Nicholas Azorko. Drop us a review if you're able. 
Catch us on Twitter at Canada Game Devs as long as Twitter is a functional website. And go to CanadianGameDevs.com for news, events, jobs, and more. Podcasts, database, lists of Canadian game studios. Maybe more functional websites soon with our buddy Eros, who's offered to look at it and tell us if it's worth <laughs> spending time on or feel just like, getting a new website I feel like we should, stuff over. Uh, yeah, I feel like we should just do a new website. <laughs> I can't think about a new website and a Canadian Games Direct at the same time, so we're just... <laughs> we're well, we don't even, have to... It's not like we got to do it tomorrow. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Trying to hold both those ideas in my brain hurts, though. Yeah, so let's just... Let's focus on the one. Mm. Or will you, you have can a focus game. on one. And yeah. I, can, I can say that I'm focused on the other one. Because I still got to, I really have to do our taxes. <laughs> so. Don't listen, Doug. Doug, if you're listening, I'll buy you a beer. Just let it give us a, give us a couple more weeks. I think it's Trudeau, actually. CRA? Right? Yeah. But we're registered in Canada. I mean, we're registered in Ontario. Yeah, that's don't true. That's a good point. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know how that works. Probably both. I don't know either. Maybe they team up like a WWF match. Or like <laughs> yeah, to body slam you into the <laughs> fucking ropes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, everyone, pay your taxes or don't, or yeah, talk to you next week. Bye. All right. Time is a cruel thief to rob us of our former selves. We lose as much to life as we do to death. Uh, I guess it's a little heavy for Sunday, but yeah, I mean, American journalist and playwright born in 1938. Also probably used gay as a negative. (laughs) No, Steve, they, they were probably using all kinds of colorful words back then. We don't even, (laughs) we don't even know about anymore. They were, (laughs) they were using the vintage slurs that like actually went extinct because they're so (laughs) silly. (laughs) All right. All right, Steve.